I'm Maureen Berkeley. Thank you for visiting the Laurel Heights website. We are back at the building, however, just on Sunday mornings at 1030. And so our recordings on the website continue at 5 o'clock, and we put these up earlier. We're glad you joined us. I'm doing something in this sermon I rarely ever do in my preaching, The main points in this sermon were written by D. Bowman, a fine gospel preacher and friend of many years who passed away just a few weeks ago. What I'm going to say underneath each point I prepared, but I want to acknowledge the main points of this sermon were written by Brother D. Bowman. The appropriateness of this at this time compel me to use this material. And the title of this sermon is Four Reasons for Staying the Course. Four Reasons for Staying the Course. I believe you'll agree this recent year and a half has tried the faith of many. I hear of people who have just quit serving the Lord, others who have weakened and become bitter from God's Word Here are four reasons to stay the course. Number one, it's not time to rest yet. Hebrews 4 and verse 1. May I take us to chapter 4 of Hebrews and verse 1. Therefore, while the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us fear, lest any of you should seem to have failed to reach it. There was for the Israelites under the old covenant a day of rest, the Sabbath. At various times in their history, that day of rest was neglected or violated in some way. The prophets addressed all of that with rebuke and emphasis on the value of that rest, that rest that God set up. It is also true God rested on the seventh day, and that's brought up down in verse 4 of Hebrews chapter 4. But here in verse 1, the relevant truth is, in response to the gospel, there is rest from the ruin of sin, and through our continued response of faithful discipleship, there is a promise of a heavenly rest. The point is, let us fear lest any should fail to reach it. Then down in verse 9, there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. Now add verse 11, let us therefore strive to enter that rest. While God rested on the seventh day and the Israelites had the Sabbath, we have something greater to look forward to if we stay the course, and that's heaven. Someone out in the world might observe the life of a faithful Christian seeing strong resistance to temptation, sacrifice, investment of time, the steadfastness of faith, love, and hope, and then ask, why do you do all that? Heaven. It may be hard for us to imagine being in the presence of God. Here, we are surrounded by sin and sinners and confusion and darkness, hostility, 
There in heaven, we will be surrounded by righteousness and peace and perfection and light. Here, we experience sorrow and sadness. There, it will be joy and peace. Here, we are engaged in conflict with the enemy. There, Satan will be absent, banished from view, and rendered inoperative. Here, we are creatures of time, surrounded by sometimes intimidating clocks and calendars and schedules. There, the glory of God without end, eternity. Here, there is hard work sometimes that seems to wear us down. There, the perfectly pleasant task of serving God forever, singing with the saints and worshiping around the throne. Perfect rest forever, made possible by Jesus Christ. To know we can dwell in a place where there is no sickness, no sin, no sorrow, no death, no conflict, no pandemic, just to be in a place of perfect righteousness, praising God in his very presence. This is why we stay the course, even when it can be very difficult. It's not time to rest yet. Number two, the reward is for those who keep on. In Galatians chapter 3, when we are doing something good and right that has this promise of heaven we just talked about, don't quit. Keep on. Don't let anyone or anything deceive you or distract you. Listen, please, in Galatians 3, verses 1 through 6. O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? It was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. Let me ask you only this. Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Are you so foolish, having begun by the Spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? Did you suffer so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? Does he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you do so by works of the law or by hearing with faith, just as Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness? That's Galatians 3, 1 through 6. Here, and in Galatians chapter 1, you can hear Paul's deep concern with his exasperation about Christians in Galatia who had just quit or had been deceived. It is like Paul is saying to them, what happened to you? You have been deceived. These questions here in chapter 3, one after the other, are designed to convict them first and then lead them back to the activity of faith, such as was illustrated by Abraham. The reward of faith is not given randomly or by merit. It is conferred upon those who believe God and obey Christ, trusting in what they know in verse 1, that Jesus Christ was crucified to offer blessings to anyone in any nation, anybody who responds. 
Don't quit. Keep on living by the activity of faith in Christ. It is the pathway forward that must be our focus. All through Galatians, Paul is teaching foundational truth about the righteousness Christ died for us to have and to keep by the activity of faith. That's why we stay the course. Number three, the goal is yet before us. I love this passage in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. It says so much that we need to hear over and over again. Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint hearted. Look back into Hebrews chapter 11 for just a minute. I think you'll recognize it. What faith is, what faith does, how faith behaves, how faith equips us for longevity to finish the course. That faith is essential to please God, and then illustrations of the activity of faith in the lives of all the people whose stories are mentioned in Hebrews chapter 11. People who maintain faith under dreadful hardship. What's the point of all that? Let us, let us lay aside every weight, walk away from any sin, and run, run away from sin, run with endurance, the pathway forward God has marked out, the race set before us looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. The goal is to arrive where Jesus is, to realize the joy of heaven, to be with God and his Son at the right hand of God. When I consider what Jesus endured, why he endured that pain and death, and how he illustrates the passion for the race we ought to have, I need to stay the course and stay in the pathway that is forward toward God and heaven. Number four, our labor is not in vain. 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. 1 Corinthians 15 is a passage that begins with Paul's masterful affirmation of the resurrection of Christ, using words given to him by the Holy Spirit. Like every passage in the Bible, it has a point. Paul starts where the gospel starts, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. He says about this real history, this is where you need to stand. And notice the phrase in verse 2, 
by which you were being saved. Then Paul gives the evidence and answers objections affirming the historical truth of the resurrection of Christ. But where is all this headed? What is the point? Now we come to verse 58 in 1 Corinthians 15. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. We must never get away from what the New Testament says about who we are to be, not just being baptized, not just attending at a building, who we are to be day after day, not just what we are to do, though that is valid, but add to that what we are to be, who we are to be, steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. This is about keeping on. This is not good one day and bad the next. This is not the part-time Christian. This is not some sort of imagined Christianity that is limited to a building. No, this is who we are to be. Every day, steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Knowing this, in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Heaven will be there, so stay the course. I'm so thankful for good men who search the scriptures and come to the people with truth, so simply stated, so valuable, like these points my friend shared. May each of us recommit to stay the course, to keep the faith, grow in faith, thankful for Jesus Christ, for God our Creator, and for the Holy Spirit who gave us the words we've studied together in this session. Thank you for being with us.